Hallelujah. Let's put our hands together for the Lord. Amen. I will be very brief. Please, I beg you just keep standing. Uh, today is International Prayer Day in the world. And uh, when I was looking at it, I realized that this is something that was started in 1859 by a group of women. And I was concerned what was their objective. Why did they decide to come together in prayer? They had two things that they wanted and they were praying for. Number one was the unity of the body of Christ. Praise God. And number two, they were praying for peace on earth. Amen. Suppose today we have a billion Christians. And all of us decided one day that we are going to forget about everything else. You know, leave our daily things, our daily, you know, activities and focus on prayer. A billion souls calling upon the Lord. What would happen? Praise God. Hallelujah. Around the year 1906, there was a great revival in Azusa Street. This was an answer to a prayer that was made by men. Today, the world is in turmoil. There are wars. There are conflicts. There is disagreements everywhere. But I want to tell you today, you are alive today, and God has given you a chance so that you can make a change and bring a difference in the world. If only all of us can go on our knees and pray. So let's be on our knees and pray. One prayer, that let there be peace on the world in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you because you are God. We honor your name, Lord God, at this moment and time. It is a privilege, Lord, that you've given us, my Father, that, Lord, we may appear in your presence, Lord. King of glory, we know as we call upon your name today, you will bring peace to the world, O oh God, in the name of Jesus. Let, Lord God, the sounds of war, Lord, that we are hearing today, Father, Lord, be subdued by your power in the name of Jesus. It is your desire upon our lives, O oh God, that on this day, my master and my God, the Lord, through the church of Christ, you will manifest your power to the world in the name of Jesus. Let the world, Lord God, come to understanding that everything that we are here, we are fighting for, O oh God, is temporary in our lives in the name of Jesus. The desires of our hearts on this earth, oh God, are temporary in the name of Jesus. You have something special for us, oh God. When we live in peace, my Father, unity in the body of Christ, oh God, shall bring, Lord God, oneness, my Lord. Shall bring, Lord God, your purposes to be fulfilled. And Father, you will turn lives around in the name of Jesus. We bow before you this morning, oh God. As we call upon your name this day, Jehovah, let the world, oh Lord, hear your voice. Let the world hear your voice, oh God. Let the world turn around, oh Father. Let there be peace, oh Jehovah, in the name of Jesus. Turn our hearts, oh God, unto you. My Father and my God, let our souls be rescued today in the name of Jesus. Let your word, my master and my God, have a place in the world today in the name of Jesus. Come and change lives, oh God, because you are able in the name of Jesus. We pray for peace in the world, oh God. Change the hardened hearts of men. Bring peace, my 
my master and my God. Love and understanding, my Father. Peace in the world in the name of Jesus is all that we call upon your name. In the name of Jesus Christ, O oh Lord. My Father and my God, let there be peace today, my Father. The Lord that cannot be brought by men. Oh, we bless your name this morning, oh God. Let your will prevail, my master, in the name of Jesus. Let your will prevail, oh God, in the name of Jesus. Let your will prevail, oh God, in the name of Jesus. Let your will prevail, oh God, in the name of Jesus. Let your will prevail this morning in the name of Jesus. Father, we silence every sounds of wars. We silence every sounds of disagreements. We silence the Lord God every voice of bloodshed. We silence, Lord, every dis dis disagreement, my master, in the name of Jesus. We call upon your name this morning, O oh God. Let there be peace in the world, O oh Father. Let there be unity in the body of Christ, O oh God. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, let our lives find peace, O oh God. Let there be peace, my God, in the name of Jesus. My Father, my God, help us, mighty King of glory, to forget about the material things, Lord, that bring the conflicts of others. And Lord, focus on your name, Jehovah, that your will be prevailed, Lord, in the name of Jesus. We desire, Lord God, to live in a peaceful earth in the name of Jesus. We desire this day, oh Father, to live in a peaceful world in the name of Jesus. We desire to be united, my Lord, as one body in Christ Jesus, for the glory and honor of your name, O oh God. We thank you because of your mercies, O oh God. You are faithful and you are merciful. You are gracious and there is no one, Lord, like you. My Father and my God, let your will prevail, my Father. Let your will prevail, O oh God. Let your will prevail, Jehovah. In the name of Jesus Christ, Father, we bless you. We adore you, O oh God. We give you all the glory. In the name of Jesus, you are Lord and God. And we have no other God like you, Father. In the name of Jesus, we surrender, Lord God, under your Lordship tonight, this morning. In the name of Jesus Christ, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Blessed your name in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Praise the living God. We believe that God is faithful and he's going to see us through because of his mercies. Praise the living God. Amen. Let me hand over back to Brother Jim. Amen. Call upon the name of the Lord. And be saved. Call upon the name of the Lord. And be saved. 
Call upon the name of the Lord. Call upon the name of the Lord. And be saved. Call upon the name of the Lord. And be saved. Call upon the name of the Lord. Call upon the name of the Lord. And be saved. Call upon the name of the Lord. And be saved. Call upon the name of the Lord. Call upon the name of the Lord and be saved. Call upon the name of the Lord and be saved. You move mountains, you cause walls to fall. With your power, you perform miracles. There is nothing that's impossible. Now we're standing here only because you men, you move mountains, you cause walls to fall. Perform miracles. There is nothing that's impossible. Now we're standing here only because you made you move mountains. You cause walls to fall with your power. You perform miracles. There is nothing. That's impossible. Now we stand here only because you may say we move mountains. You can't walls to fall with your power. You perform miracles. There is nothing. There is nothing. That's impossible. That's impossible. Now we stand here. Only because you made, you made a way. You made a way, you made a way. You made a way, you made a way. Don't know, don't know how, but you did it. You made a way. Don't know how, but you did it. You made our way. Don't know how, but you did it. You made our way. Don't know how. Don't know how, but you did it. You made our way. Don't know how. Don't know how, but you did it. You made Don't know how. Don't know how, but don't know how. You made Don't know how. Don't know how, but don't know how. You made don't know how, 
Don't know how, but you did it. You made a way. You made a way. That's right. Come on, come on. Let's take it all. You made a way. You made a way. Now we're standing here. Now we're standing here. Only because you made, you made a way, you made a way. You made a way, you made a way. Don't know how, don't know how, but you did it. You made a way. Don't know how, but you did it. You made Don't know how, don't know how. Don't know how you made. Don't know how. Don't know how that you did it. You made a Don't know how. Don't know how, but you did it. You made. Don't know how. Don't know how, but you did it. You made. Don't know how. Don't know how that you did it. You made a Don't know why. Don't know why, but I'm grateful. 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 You made a way. Lord, we don't know how, but you did it. We don't know how, but you made a way for us. Thank you, Father, because you've been backing us through. Lord, you've been there for us. Even in our wits and not knowing what to do, we have seen your hands, oh God. Thank you for the various testimonies. Thank you because we're in a new month, the month of March. We bless you because we know that, Father, this month shall be open to us in the name of Jesus. Thank you for this unique service. Thank you for the prayers. Amen. We pray for the peace of the nations. Amen. I said peace for the nations. Amen. Peace for the nations. Amen. Peace for the nations. Amen. Peace for our cities. Amen. Peace for our communities. Amen. Peace for the city we are in. Amen. Peace in the west. Amen. Peace in the east. Amen. Peace in Russia. Amen. Peace in Ukraine. Amen. Peace in all over the world. Amen. Peace in Israel. Amen. In the name of Jesus. We pray for our leaders. We pray for our leaders. Oh God. Touch their hearts. We replace war with peace in the name of Jesus. We replace crisis with peace in the name of Jesus. We pray for the unity of the body of Christ. Let your church be united. Amen. Let your church be one. Amen. Wherever there is confusion, oh God, heal your church. Amen. Heal the leaders. Amen. Heal the pastors. Amen. Heal the reverence. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' precious name. Let's put our hands together for the glory of our God. Choir, thank you so much for being a blessing. Come on, put your hands together for the choir. That's wonderful. Standing for almost an hour. Let's come our hands to them for them. Glory. Hallelujah.
Amen. You're all welcome in Jesus' precious name. Thank you. We love you. We appreciate your visit and for being part of this great ministry today as we honor the International Prayer Day. But just to let you know that we have a visitor in the house, a man who came all the way from Canada. Is that the best way to greet him? Come on, come on, come on, show it. Show him love. Show him love. Show him love. Hallelujah. He actually came for the graduation of the Canadian Bible Christian College, uh, an accredited school international in Canada. If you have the certificate, you are recognized by the government. And it's a privilege for him to be part of us, to bless us this morning. And I'm happy to be part of what he's doing in the land. It's a sacrifice that he made his way to come over here. And brethren, there's no way he will pass Qatar that will not bless us. And I have a greater idea. And I have a better idea also. So after this, we are going to be discussing. I thought, if somebody understand me, right? <laughs> somebody should understand what I'm going with. Amen. So I have a privilege to welcome my beloved brother, Reverend Philip Gordon. Amen. Let's put our hands together for all the ways. Bless yourself. Bless yourself. good all the time turn to your neighbor and say god is good god is good give them a high five as well give a five high five hallelujah high five high five yes high five. amen oh, bless you <laughs> hallelujah hallelujah amen <laughs> hallelujah amen you know as as pastor was sharing you know, we're part of a, a great big move of God. We are, I'm a pastor in Canada, in Canada but um, we're part of a Bible school network which trains leaders all around the world to get ready for the greatest revival that's coming to this planet. Amen. I believe there is a mighty move of God coming. That's right. I mean, look around you. The signs are everywhere. Jesus is coming back soon. Amen. And he wants his church to be ready. Ready to receive the many millions of people who will be saying, I want to know this Jesus. Mm. And guess who they're going to be looking to? They're going to be looking to you. They're going to come knocking on your door saying, I need to find Jesus. Oh, Hallelujah. Man. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. And that is why we train. That is why we teach to equip you guys. That's right. To be the nation changers, to Amen. change history, Amen. to change the history of this nation, Amen. to change your families. That's right. That's Come on, what? Amen. Amen. Who wants their families changed? That's right. That's Who right. wants their nations changed? Amen. God's gonna use you. Amen. Turn to your neighbor and say, God's gonna use you. God is gonna use you. Are you You're ready? gonna change history. You're gonna change history. Hallelujah. Amen. And it is my greatest honor to be with you today. Come That's on, I really mean this. I mean, right. you know, I not only did I come from a, a country with a lot of snow, <laughs> talk about a sacrifice. Yes. But as I was coming, every opposition was against me. Mm. I tell you, I pastor, I had so many delays, and I was in Dubai, and the Lord spoke to me and said, There's a satanic 
resistance against me coming here. Mm. And I had to pray. I got on my knees and prayed. I said, Father, open those doors. That's right. And the doors came. Because I believe the message that I want to share today with you will release you. Amen. I believe the Lord wants to promote you. Amen. Come on. We Woo! like promotion. Glory. Hallelujah. Come on. I believe he's got a fresh anointing for you all today. That's Amen. Right. Turn to your neighbors. That's for you today. Yeah, yeah. That's, That's for you. me as well. Yeah, Come on. That's what it is. Oh, now, wait a fresh, minute. Fresh, fresh, fresh. Who do we, do we, I hear we have some Nigerians in the house today. Oh. Who's a Nigerian? Give me a wave. Oh, yeah. Come on. All right. We got, we got Ghanaians. Where's some Ghanaians? Madasi, papa. Pa. Come on, Ghanaians. Are there any Ghanaians here? No, anybody else? What other nations do we have here today? Kenya. Kenya? Aha. Uh -huh. Uganda. Uganda, come Kenyans. on. Kenya. Yes. Amen. A lot. All the nations are here, brother. Ghana. Ghana. <laughs> and you got a Canadian. My goodness. The Lord's okay. good, isn't he? Philippines. Hallelujah. Okay. Well, let's pray. Before we begin, let's pray. Let's give this time to the Lord. I want to share a message with you. Pastor said I have three hours. Is that okay? <laughs> oh, my goodness. I'm just teasing you. Don't worry. I worry You're going to make it for lunch. I promise you. <laughs> Let's pray. Let's dedicate this time to the Lord together. Really, let's set our minds on him today. Close your eyes, church. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Father, for your goodness. We thank you for your mercy. We thank you for your anointing here today, O Lord Jesus. And Lord, I pray that you will touch every mind, that Lord, we'll focus on you. We set aside every distraction in the name of Jesus. And we declare your freedom here today. We declare promotion. We declare a new heart in the name of Jesus. We declare good things in these days to come, Father. We dedicate this time to you in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Again, come on, turn, turn to your neighbors. Woo! God is good. Turn to your neighbor and say, Amen. That's for you. If you have your Bibles, I'm going to let you guys, you guys can be seated now. Thank you so much. If you have your Bibles, would you turn to 1 Samuel 16, 4. Again, if you're, if you're there, say there. 1 Samuel 16, 13. Oh, look at this. This is, ex, we got it right up here. Hallelujah. You know, then it says, Then Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the midst of his brothers. And the Spirit of the Lord came upon David from that day forward. Hallelujah. You know, I believe um, the Lord really wants to pour out a fresh anointing. He wants to give you a new spirit today. He wants to do something new in your life. And my prayer is that today you will discover um, what God has for you, that he wants to change your life, but he wants more. He wants to change your heart today and release something supernatural, something fresh into your life today. Church, I believe that um, there is something new breaking forth today. Amen. amen, amen. You know, I look at this passage, I look at the life of David. David was called a man after God's own heart. And he was an extraordinary individual. He changed history. He was a man of great favor, a man of great blessing. He had favor and honor all over his life. I mean, he had mighty men who were willing to do incredible things things for the man who's got that kind of friend in their life today 
you would say, brother, go and do this for me. Maybe some of you would say, no way. But David had the favor and the blessings of having so many things in his life showing that God really surrounded him with blessings and honor. And you know, the good thing about it is that God doesn't look on the outside church. He's a God who looks on the inside. You could be dressed in the finest suit, but your heart can be bad. You can be looking with the nicest hair, but that doesn't matter to God. He looks at your heart. He said, is that my son? Is his heart for me? Is his heart with me? And David, you know, he had that heart which, which longed after the Lord. He, it sought the Lord. And today we want to look at how David was able to tap into that mighty anointing, how that favor flowed upon his life. And I pray that today that you'll catch that today. And you guys will find that maybe there's some things in my life I need to change. And that, that heart ch will change and the anointing will come. That blessings will flow. That anointing and promotion come. Amen. Church, you know, it seems that our future depends upon the type of heart that we have. If we have the right kind of heart, good things happen. Think about the natural world around you. If you have a strong heart in your body, you can run a, run a marathon, can't you? Come on, some of us need to run more marathons. I think I might need to as well. But if you have a bad heart, can you exercise? Can you, can you run a marathon? No, you can't. You're kind of limited in your abilities. And likewise, in the spiritual kingdom around us, if you have a good heart, you'll go miles and miles. You'll do great things for the kingdom of God. But if you have a bad heart, things are going to be a little bit different. And we see this bad heart in the, in, in the, the life of King Saul. He was a man who rejected the Lord. He was a man who disobeyed the Lord, and the Lord rejected him. But again, we want to have hearts which say, yes, Lord. We want to have hearts that are saying, do what you need to do in my heart, Lord Jesus. In the story of David, we learn how the Lord chose and empowered um, mighty men for his service. And knowing what we're going to know today, we can tap into the same power, church. You know, there's something so extreme about David's heart. And it's something so precious. It's something divine. And I think the Lord really wants to release it to us. And he wants to make you people who will change the nation. He'll change the situation around you. The Bible says that it is um, the kingdom of God is obtained through uh, violent means. I mean, that means about people getting on their knees and praying on, on, with, with a fire. Hallelujah. Come on. We're, Nigerians, you know what fire is all about. We, when you pray, things happen. Amen? Come on, Kenyans. When you pray, things happen. You need to get on your knees and pray. But uh, more than that, the kingdom of God operates on a different level. It says, love your enemies. Come on. It says, deny yourself. Pray for others unceasingly. Don't hate your brother, but love them. Walk with God. Talk with God. Be a disciple, he says. These are the ways that we can really um, develop the heart within us. If we are to be kings, we must have similar hearts that David had. If we want to be anointed, we need to have the same type of heart that David had. If we want to kill giants like David had, we need to have the same type of heart. Are there any giant killers here today, church? Come on. Come on. I'm preaching louder than you're saying amen. Come on. Amen. Hallelujah. So this extreme heart is really needed for this day and age. And it really will set you apart from every other in this world. 
it will determine what you will achieve in, in life. And so today I want to share with you seven principles, seven characteristics of David's heart. I use the terms, they use the num number seven because seven is perfect. It's the, the number of completion. Amen? So today we want to look at seven principles. And if you have your paper and your pencils ready, your iPhones, make a note of these. Put them down in your diary so that you can remember them, so that when times of of trouble and times of difficulty come, you can look back to these things and say, no, I'm going to persevere. I'm going to change. I'm going to have a new heart. I'm going to have a good heart. I want the anointing over the things of this world. Amen? Come on. The things, the things of God are better than the things of this world. Oh, the things of this world will fade away, church. But the things of God, they are eternal. Hallelujah. They're everlasting. You know, the robbers can come and take your money. But when you invest in heaven, they can't take that from you. The Lord's holding that for you. He said, son, I've got a wonderful reward for you. I want you to serve me, he says. So we want to look at David in his heart. Seven characteristics of his, of his heart. And I pray that as we look at these characteristics, that you here in this place will catch that same fire. And that your cry of your heart will be, Father, do the same in me. Put the same heart in me. Help me to change today. Our first characteristic is that David was an extreme worshiper. Turn to your neighbor and say, worshiper. Come on. Are, we, are there any worshipers here today? Come on. You know, I used, to, I used to be a pastor in London, England, and I went to a Nigerian church there, and they can dance. Ooh, they put us, they put us um, Canadians to shame, I tell you that, pastor. They danced, and they were not ashamed to dance. Are there any worshipers here today? Oh, yeah. Hallelujah. Come on. David had a heart that worshiped the Lord. You know, he wrote so many beautiful psalms, and he wrote so many great um, hymns for um, us today. We're still singing them today, Pastor. Do you know that? As the deer panteth forth. Come on, who knows that old one? And these psalms are written. They're a worship song from David, from his heart. And so David had a heart of a worshiper, but yet he was also a warrior, church. But he was a skilled harpist. And when he was alone in those hills looking after sheep, rather than being distracted by the things of this world, checking out Facebook or WhatsApp or watching Netflix, he was writing worship songs to the Lord Jesus Christ. He was training his skills playing the harp. Come on, who here today can hear what I'm talking about? Maybe you're wasting your time doing the wrong things. Maybe in your spare time you're saying, you know what, I I'm, I'm going to watch a movie rather than worship the Lord. I'm going to watch a movie or check Facebook for hours on end instead of to learn the guitar or learn to play the piano, to develop your skills to worship. But David, he learned to worship in that secret place up in the mountains, looking after little sheep. And that heart that worshiped the Lord really attracted the favor of God over his life. It was that, that wonderful passion that he poured out, which just was irresistible to the Heavenly Father. Oh, church, on those mountainsides, can you imagine David just singing out to the Lord? No soul around to hear him. Maybe he was off tune, but he didn't care. He was worshiping the great I am the beginning and the end. 
the Lord of Lords, the King of Kings, the same God that parted the Red Sea, he was worshiping there in that moment. I mean, can you imagine as a young shepherd boy, he could have been um, doing so many different things, but he said, I'm going to worship the Creator. He looked up at the stars and he saw the stars and he saw the handwriting of the Creator. And he said, wow, I want to worship that type of God who put those stars there. And so his heart was poured out in worship. He was exuberant in worship. But more than that, it wasn't just a passing, passing um, phase in his life. No, he worshiped the Lord from his youth right to, to the end. When he came into Jerusalem with the Ark of the Covenant, what did he do that was extreme? Who knows here, church? Did he come in quietly into Jerusalem? No, he came in like a Nigerian pastor. He came dancing before the Lord. Hallelujah. Come on, amen? Come on, sometimes you need to get dance a little bit. You need to get a bit, a, a bit of, kind of break out, the, break out of the box. Come on. You know, I come from Canada, and we Canadians don't dance so well. We don't have moves like you guys do. Come on, say amen. amen. Turn to your neighbor and say, I've got moves. Come on. When you worship the Lord, do you look around to your neighbor and say, oh, I better not be um, too, uh, too, uh, too extreme. What will they think? No, you worship the Lord with all of your heart. If the Lord wants you to dance, you dance. If he wants you to, to, to jump up and down, you jump up and down. Because who are you worshiping? The King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the Great I Am, the same God that was in Egypt who led his people out of the desert, is the same God you worship today. He's leading us, and we can say, thank you, Jesus, that he's got us. Hallelujah. He wants to be worshipped, and I want you to worship him. Dance before the Lord. Do you know, as David danced before the Lord, his own wife was ashamed of him. Oh, what a shame. You know, the world will look at you and say, you're a bit crazy. You're a bit bonkers for dancing. But I say, no, we dance for Jesus. We dance for the King of Kings. Not for the show of other people. Come on. Amen? If you want to do a performance, there's lots of places you can do that. But here in this house, we worship the Lord. Amen? God is so good. Hallelujah. How do you worship the Lord? Do you worship him as a quiet mouse? Or do you roar like a lion when you worship him? Jehovah Jireh. You sing those songs loud. Do you just... Do you just, is your worship extreme, brothers and sisters? Our time is short here on planet Earth. You can, you can live life quiet. You can live life with a heart that doesn't really worship, or you can let that heart of worship develop in you and say, I want to have a heart that follows the Lord Jesus Christ. Come on. Do you know the best times I worship are in my car on the, on the highway? You know, people look at me and they think I'm on the telephone on Bluetooth but I'm really worshiping the Lord, singing at the top of my lungs, saying, Jesus, you are my king. I'm not ashamed. Hallelujah. I'm going to worship the Lord. And if we want to have the same heart as David, we need to put aside our, our, our kind of outward appearance, that selfish um, kind of opinion we have of ourselves, thinking, well, I don't want people to think I'm uh, a bit crazy. I want you to begin to be extreme in your worship. Come on, church. Turn. I want you to turn to your neighbor and say, we're going to be extreme in our worship. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Will you be extreme with me? Come on. Don't stop there. God's got so much for. And just as you begin to worship in extreme ways, the Lord will pour out more glory on you. His anointing will come and he'll think, 
You think you've reached the depths. I've got a little bit more for you. Who likes more here? Come on, I love more. And when you think, Lord, I've reached the top, he says, oh, no, that's just the basement level. I've got a whole skyscraper of glory for you. Worship me, he says, and I'm going to pour out my anointing. I'm going to pour out my glory. You're going to see things happen. He's going to speak to you and change you if we can have that heart of worship. Hallelujah. The heart of worship. Number two, David had the self-sacrificing spirits. He was extreme. I mean, church, you know, people tend to um, think that, you know, they, they, they kind of think for themselves this day and age. I get a bit worried when I look at um, Instagram and Facebook and TikTok and all these things. What's it all about? It's about me. It's about me. Look at me. This whole world revolves around what am I going to get? What am I going to receive? But here we have David. He's doing the opposite. He's a man of sacrifice. You know, David was given lowly sheep. You know, have you, has anybody ever been around sheep at all here? Come on, put your hand up if you've been around sheep. Are, are they a pleasant smelling thing to be around? Not really. You know, I lived in England, like I said, and there's a lot of sheep in England. And they're pretty smelly. They get wet and they stink. You can smell them miles away. But you know what? David was given these poor, simple sheep. And he loved them. He cared for them. They were his world. He had been given this. And yet as he honored what God had given to him, this simple sheep. And i got to tell you, these sheep sometimes are not very smart. They wander off on their own. They cause trouble. They get stuck in bushes. They fall over. They end up upside down. But David was patient. He was loving. He said, I'm going to look after these sheep with all of my heart. And do you know what the Lord did? He said, listen, David. You've been faithful with the little. I'm going to give you much now. Hallelujah. Come on, hallelujah. He was faithful with what the Lord had given to him. Something small, hallelujah. But God said, that's the test. And here in this place today, the Lord's given you small things. You may not recognize them right now. But I pray by the end of this sermon today, you'll recognize them in your spirit. And you'll say, that call to ministry, that call to look after the children, that call to be a, an usher, that call to, to serve, that call to evangelize, I'm going to be faithful. That call to tithe, that call to pray, I'm going to be faithful with the small things. Because I promise you this, when you're faithful with the small things, get ready, church. There's a, there's a waterfall of promotion coming your way. You may, you may look at yourself and think, I'm limited in my education. I'm limited in my abilities. But, oh, I tell you this, we serve the God who is the creator of this planet. He created all around you. The cars in the parking lot, he created them. The money in your wallet, that's him. The house you live in, that's him. And you may think, Lord, I, I can't reach the next level. Listen, church, it's not about you right now. It's about him. David, David was the least of them, uh, the least uh, in his family. He was the runt of the litter, the last, the very last. And in, in biblical times, which child got the blessings and the favor of the family? It was the oldest. And yet God looked upon him and said, I'm going to anoint the youngest. He's got the heart. He's got the heart of sacrifice. He's looking after my sheep. That's the man I can trust with 
a great big kingdom. And the Lord wants to put a kingdom in your hands. When the revival that rocks this world comes, he's going to have people come into your door, knocking on the door saying, I need to know Jesus. And will you be faithful? You'll, will you say, yes, come on, open the door. Come on in. Let's talk. Let's pray and receive Jesus. Come on. There's small things in your hands right now. Maybe the Lord's put it there, but he's testing you. He's saying, it may seem small right now, but I'm the God of multiplication. I'm the God of multiplication. Turn to your neighbor and say, he is the God of multiplication. Hallelujah. God is so good. You know, you look at Saul. He was a man who was selfish in all his ways. When the Lord said to him, I want you to go and destroy the Amalekites and all the cattle and all the sheep and everything that they have. What did he do, church? He stopped. And he said, you know what? I want to keep those cows for myself. I'm not willing to sacrifice that. But he couldn't see what God wanted him to see. Saul had a kingdom before him. Saul could have been the greatest king that ever lived. But he chose to be selfish, church. I want, to hear, I want you to hear me right now. He chose to be selfish. And church, God's putting things in your life, moments and situations where you can either be selfish or you can say, no, Lord, I'm going to sacrifice. I'm going to give. I'm going to do what needs to be done. It may be a time of inconvenience, but the glory is going to come. The blessings are going to come. And it comes in small ways, in unexpected ways. Do you know, can I share a testimony? You know, I like to travel. And, you know, I lived in England. And this young lady at the, at the church said, you know, um, can you drive me to the airport? And I said, you know what? It's really a long way to the airport, dear sister. And it's very expensive. You know, British pounds are really expensive. Oof, ouch. And, you know, it was, it's a 20-pound parking fee at the airport. And I was thinking, oh, you know, that's a, real, that's a real burden on me. And at that moment, I was having selfish motives, saying, you know, I don't have time. I've got to take time off work. But the Holy Ghost came upon me and said, no, be faithful. Do it. Sacrifice. And so with a heavy heart, I went off to the airport, drove this young lady out to the airport, dropped her off at Emirates Airline. She chose the right airline. It's a good airline, isn't it? Who likes Emirates? It's nice, isn't it? And she said, oh, one more thing. Can you come into the airport with me? Can you help me with my bags? I'm looking at my watch thinking, my goodness, I don't have time. I've got lunch waiting somewhere. I was trying to find excuses. But the Lord spoke to me again. He said, listen, be faithful, son. And so I parked the car, took the bags, three bags. It's a lot of bags. You know, ladies, they take a lot of shoes, guys. Be careful. Get ready. I've got a wife. She's from Brazil. And when they travel to Brazil, they don't take one bag. They take seven bags. You know, does anybody know what I mean? I mean, I get, a, I get a carry-on maybe. But my wife's got one bag for the shoes, one bag for the clothes, one bag for, you know how it is. Husbands, do you know, is there a husband who's done that before? I feel the pain. Sorry. Sorry, dear sister. You got to go home with all this baggage. Boy, oh boy, I was regretting that moment at the airport. But we check in at the airport, and Emirates tells her, Oh dear, I'm sorry. The flight is overbooked. Would you believe my sacrifice is now turning into a nightmare? And she says, Oh, the flight's been delayed for eight hours. Can you wait a little bit longer? I'm like, Come on, what? Eight, eight hours, my Lord. I've got to go home and work, I've got things to do. People to call. But you know what? The Lord spoke to me again. Be patient, son. Be faithful. So I waited. And I waited. 
And I waited, bags in the car again, drove up back, drove back to the airport eight hours later, checked in. Hallelujah, the flight wasn't, wasn't delayed. And right there and then, I felt the peace of God come over me. And the Emirates turned to this young lady, the airline says, oh, listen, because we've inconvenienced you so much, we're going to give you a free flight anywhere we fly. I, I, was, I was thinking, what a lucky woman. Look at that blessing. Immediately right there and then, she turns around and says, it's for you. And I received a free flight to go anywhere I wanted to go. I mean, hallelujah. Does anybody like free? Who likes free stuff? Come on. I was awed. And the Lord said to me, be faithful with the small things. I mean, for you, it might seem like a small thing. But for me, that was a big thing. Hallelujah. I went, my dream was to go to South Africa. And do you know where I went? I went to South Africa. Come on. I had a glorious time. But the Lord is in the small things. I mean, these are, there must be testimony after testimony here in this place of how the Lord has done miracles in your life. But he wants to do more. He said, listen, if you can sacrifice, if you can give up your selfish motives, if you can have a heart that looks out for others, then I'm going to bless you with bigger things. And it's here in the church today because selfish things creep into the church. We like to be on our own sometimes. When a brother says, come to my house and pray, when someone says, come and help me do this or do that, you think, I, I don't have time. I'm a busy man. But we're a church. We are one body. We look after each other. And here in this place, this is a safe place to practice being self-sacrificing, helping others. And as you do that, watch out, because the Lord of multiplication is in your midst. The Lord of blessing wants to give you something. It's going to be better than an airline ticket. He's the king of gold. He's the king of a ca thousand cattle on a thousand hills, it says. Hallelujah. Christ came himself. And what did Christ do? He self-sacrificed himself. Hallelujah. If you can't say amen to that, you're in the wrong place. Because he sacrificed himself for who? For you and for me. We didn't even realize it. We weren't even born yet. But he saw us on the cross. And he says, I'm giving my life for them. I'm giving my life for Philip. I'm giving my life for you and you and you. Come on, hallelujah. You're here today because he said, I'm sacrificing myself for you. Oh, hallelujah. That's the God we serve. And he says, listen, if you can have the same type of heart, sacrificial heart, there's a mighty anointing coming. And you know, when people see that upon your life, they're going to stop dead in their tracks and say, there's something different about you. No matter where you are, when you demonstrate that sacrifice, that heart that cares and loves, it's going to stop people in their tracks and say, I want a piece of that. That's what I'm missing in my life. I need that kind of um, heart in my life. And at that moment, you'll say, well, the new heart is easy to receive today. Jesus is his name. He'll give you a new heart. Church, get ready because there's a revival coming. And it's going to be you to be a changer in this world. He's going to use you to change this nation and every nation around the world. You know, he doesn't use multitudes to change the world. He, cha he changes the world through individuals, one person at a time. 
Is anybody here ready to do that? Oh, there's a revival coming. Qatar's, Qatar's days are numbered. There's a revival coming. There's a glory. The glory's going to fall. You may think you're here by accident. Maybe you think you're here just to make a bit of money or study, but God's got bigger plans. He said, I brought you here. You may think you're here by accident because there's no other way, but God is a God of plans and purposes. He's got things in store for you yet to come. But he says, I'm waiting for you to get that heart right so I can bring you the promotion. Come on, there are kings and there are queens in this room. If you're a king or queen, just say amen. amen. Hallelujah. Turn to your neighbor and say, I'm going to be a king. Hallelujah. Oh, I, I, didn't, I don't think I heard it. Come on, the Lord said, turn to your neighbor. I'm going to be a king one more time. Hallelujah. Come on. God is so good. Oh, church, will you be faithful with the small things? Thirdly, what was the first one? David was an extreme worshiper. Second, he was an extreme sacrificial man. Thirdly, David was extremely driven. Come on. He lived for a cause and not comfort. Hallelujah. Do you know, it, it's astonishing. This day and age, we love comfort. We'll do anything to be comfortable. Anything that makes us feel uncomfortable, we run away from. We kind of think, no, I won't go there. No, I won't do that because it's going gonna, it's gonna to make me uncomfortable. I want the good life. I want the nice, comfortable house. But God's got more for you. He's got more for you. You just can't see it right now because you've got blinders over your eyes. But he says, I want to give you a new heart. A heart that is driven. A heart that's going to take you to new places. Open new doors for you. And here is David. I mean, it's not ideal for him to be a shepherd boy. But that's what God called him to be. 